Welcome to Patch Notes, where we get game devs drunk and get them to talk about their video games and their lives. I'm Eric. I'm Jason. I'm Chris. And welcome to Patch Notes by Ivy at First. And we have <laughs> Shane Reynolds here. Hello, yes. Shane. How are you today? Yay. Just spilled my drink, but I'm doing well. Yeah. <laughs> See, that's the, that's the start to a good drinking podcast. Someone's got to spill their drink, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. So, Shane, what is the name of your developer that you own? So, uh, I've been developing games for about 10 years on and off, kind of just casually as a hot of Mostly flash games, couple mobile games, um, and I uh, the the I go by the guys of Optic Scatter Game. You know, it's just me. It's the one man development team. I always do all the art, music, design, programming. And uh, over the last two years, I have been working tirelessly while bartending, you know, to pay the bills to make this game that I just released uh, a few days ago called. Uh, in case it didn't come through, because we're having some glitchy issues with Zoom, that's Dark Sales. Which is, uh, so you have made basically a 2D side-scrolling Dark Souls game set in an office. That is correct. (laughs) (laughs) Complete with beefy armed security guys, people standing around the water cooler, uh, chicks lounging in the break room, and uh, all sorts of weird, like, okay, the question that I've been wondering as I've watched these videos and whatnot is, are they planning to just automatically incinerate all of the files that are in the file room? Is that why they have blowtorches in the file room? Uh, there's not a whole lot of reasoning behind some of the traps and the horrors other than this <laughs> terrible, terrible, terrible place to work. Um, so they, it's like most businesses. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure on your way to walk into HR, yeah, you've walked across a few fire traps yourself at your current job. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, have, I haven't worked in an office for a while. I used to work like, you know, call centers, tech support. And so I like, I, I, I've done my time in cubicles, but it's, it's been a while. So I, you know, I'd occasionally get flashbacks doing the art for this. Oh God, I remember this part of the office. <laughs> you captured the feeling so well. Yeah. So PTSD. <laughs> yeah. PTSD. Is- PC low letter. <laughs> what does that even mean? <laughs> Uh, as we were about to talk about right before we started this podcast, uh, Shane has a Balls Garana can koozie around his beer. And uh, that brings back PTSD of when Jason and I used to work at CompUSA way back in the day. <laughs> the mothership. The yes. mothership. Although that was when everything was like blue and white. None of this orange stuff that you've got going on there. For the balls. For the balls. Yes. For the balls. <laughs> he's, he's got orange balls, not blue balls. Yes. <laughs> we, were, we were there, Eric. No yes, one cared, but we were it's there. Fine. We were it's there fine. for you. <laughs> okay, so... Too much self-tanner. Uh, too much self-tanner. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, so what... I, I guess, I mean, you worked in offices before, but uh, what gave you the inspiration to start Dark Sales? And the sales, S-A-L-E-S, everybody out there, just so you know. I'm confused with a, a piracy-themed game. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a lot of questions about that. Like, oh, is it a pirate game? I'm like, no, it's not that. Different sales. That's Black Sales. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's different. It's that show on HBO or something. Um, so the inspiration, kind of came out of like I was sitting there thinking okay I want to make a commercial release something that I can you know put out on Steam eventually consoles uh, which I'm you know working on right now 
And uh, I was like, you know what? I just I want to make Souls like games. I love this the the whole like you know Dark Souls series, Bloodborne, like all that stuff. There, there's like I got into Demon Souls just completely randomly, just ended up picking up him and completely fell in love with like just the style of gameplay and the combat. It really spoke to me as a cool gamer who likes stuff that's like you know rewardingly difficult, where you have to like take your time and be good at it. And I wanted to make a game like that. And I was like, you know, let's get weird with it. And of total freaking goofball every day of my life i do weird shit i so i was like you know let's try to make a game that's gonna reflect my weirdness and i was watching the office at the time which i didn't know to do i was like you know what let's put try and let's try and throw this soul's horror and combat into just you know a modern office setting where you can shit out of your horrible supervisors and like fellow and stuff like that just you know i thought it would last yeah and that that i mean you nailed it right there and you answered one of our first follow-up questions was is he is the main character modeled after dwight (laughs) it sounds (laughs) sounds like it probably is a little bit of a homage right there there's definitely some definitely some homage to both the office as well as office space um uh, a hidden boss in this thing that uh, if you if you watch Office Space you'll you'll recognize immediately that's further down the game that's it's pretty I think it's hilarious <laughs> but it's also very silly. <laughs> it, it better be a printer or a jump to conclusions, Matt. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> DLC. I DLC. may have to patch in the jump to conclusions, Matt, somewhere. <laughs> I didn't think about that. <laughs> it needs to be a uh, it needs a to be like an level. item well or a hidden level but i was thinking like an item to where like you get the jump to conclusion spinner and you have to spin it and then they end up always jumping to their death yeah or, or a level warp instead of like the magic flute in mario you got the jump to conclusions mat uh matt and you move no. across across levels there you go oh there we yeah. go <laughs> speaking of uh special items there is actually uh the the stapler from office space is in this is that what you're using as the weapon when you're using a stapler weapon that you get a regular stapler pretty early on in the game it's kind of like your primary projectile weapon it scales with your dexterity um but uh later on much later on in the game there is a hidden super upgraded like you know it's the red the swing line classic stapler and it does like random elemental damage and knockback and all it's nutty it's just a, it's a joke weapon it's, it's fantastic my, it's my, a my lot stapler, of fun. my stapler that's the one yeah, yeah my stapler <laughs> so fun fact they are are you aware that that stapler did not exist until office space started i yeah, they didn't. They didn't create a red swing line stapler until Office Space started. And when I first started working from home, that was one of mm-hmm. the first things my wife bought me. <laughs> <laughs> they sell those crazy nuts. I was in somewhere that it's like their it's like their best selling product because Mike Judge's movie. Yeah. <laughs> It's amazing that Beavis and Butthead right? <laughs> spawned a red stapler that's super iconic. Yes. <laughs> What didn't those two do, man? Yeah. They predicted the TP pandemic too. It was crazy. That's true. Should look to them for more knowledge. Magnolia. Yeah, and here I thought it was just the Simpsons that was uh, doing all the predicting. No, Mike Judge does all the predicting too. Apparently. <laughs> Chris, what do you want to ask? Uh, so, what was made you want to do two D rather than like a three D? Um, mostly time constraints. I'm, I wanted to make the game big enough that it was going to be like a decent size single player. So as it says, sales 
if you if you go fast, like pretty darn quick, you can get through it in about 10 hours. But I would say most new players are going to be closer to 15 to maybe even 20, depending on how many times they die. And I just knew that like if, if I was doing the artwork myself, these worlds in 2D, especially pixel art specifically, I could crank out the assets a lot quicker, still have them look, you know, focus on gameplay and the back end systems as much as I wanted to, and not have it take four years. <laughs> yeah. you, you, mentioned that, you mentioned that the uh, stapler will uh, scale to your dexterity. It sounds like you have a lot of RPG elements in there. Uh, anything you want to like elaborate on that? Is it more than just your strength, uh, uh, dexterity, you know, charisma, all that good stuff like that, or is there something more opposite? <laughs> <laughs> There's not really charisma, but there are there are definitely some RPG. Set. It, I would say it's 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 similar to the the the, the system in uh, Dark Souls specifically. Like the dark, like it's not quite like the or any of that, but like the Dark Souls and Demon Souls system of stats is very close to Dark Sails, where basically you know you except this one will slightly dumbed down, way less you know. <laughs> There's no weapons. It's all karate. Um, <laughs> Come but on. there is uh, strength. There's dex. Uh, uh, those govern like if you put points of strength, you get a gen extra, like a little bit of bonus HP. Dexterity, you get uh, uh, as well. But you also get move speed. There's also a luck stat, which can give you item find. Plus, it can potentially give you damage. Uh, there's constitution, which gives you uh, HP and stamina. And stamina, you know, as if you guys have played Souls games, stamina is crucial. But uh, much like other RPGs like this. Um, Weapons, which in this game ties, they're called power ties. You know, with different stats, you can actually do like a hybrid build or pure strength or pure dex or even like sprinkle some luck in there and get some weird ties. So there's definitely some some different ways to play it. I've I've already one of my buddies is already in his second playthrough. He was like, you know, I want I wanted to do a dex build this time and see how it worked out. So it's I'm pretty stoked about that. That's kind of cool. And then are the uh, are your levels like based on promotions or is it all like, uh, I mean, I guess the main <laughs> question is what kind of like office based theme humor do you bring in there rather than just uh, the normal puns and stuff like that that we could do for days? <laughs> uh, so uh, the, the first few levels are definitely like just very office-y. Uh, there's definitely some nods to the show and, you know, office space, the movie. Um, but as you get further in the game, it starts to get a little weird. You can see from the trailer, one levels is a forest. And you're like, okay, this is random and shit. But then when you go into these gigantic trees, there are offices within the forest that are all like, you know, log cabin style with like <laughs> Apple II computers. And like, you go back in time and instead of computers, they have abacuses, but there's still cubicles. They're all ornate and weird. It's very bizarre. <laughs> off the tour. So when is I saw the forest, you can I... equip. Oh jeez. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can equip your your character entirely. Uh, there's this, there's uh, you know, like I said, the uh, the power ties are the equivalent of weapons, where they affect your damage output. Suits, shirts, there's belts, uh, and there's shoes. So you can you know you can play fashion souls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be the closest to flair, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, when I saw the uh, the forest section, I thought that you just basically modeled the entire office after after the giant UFO Apple building, and it was like that was just the center of the donut where they have the atrium in there, and you were just running around. Oh. In the atrium. I've been in there or seen that, so that's interesting. <laughs> I have to check that out now. <laughs> well, I guess the flare could be like the sockets for socketed items if you go that in depth. Oh no, no <laughs> sockets in this one. Oh, no, no, you no. do collect. You do to the blacksmith who uh, upgrades your tie with his anvil. Yes, it makes a lot of sense. I know. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that makes tons of sense. You upgrade the, your ties with oars. Um, 
to go to the game and they're uh they're kind of scattered around or are tougher to find than others like every new tie you can get you can you know you can choose to upgrade if you want so really you know it can get a little easier because it's the game is tough i've uh, i've i've only had a couple of people who were like this isn't too bad most people are like this is fucking hard <laughs> <laughs> so you're we're getting a, a little glitching so i'm gonna try stopping your video on your end to see if that helps with your your upload okay i think which the phone this that is actually i think now will will help it quite a bit actually <laughs> no big that, deal yeah that, yeah, that way we have it. So uh, you can still see us, but we—I just turned your your video off to make it easier for you. Okay. Uh, just 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 letting you know, since I have like all this control over our Zoom meeting, Don't worry. Don't that worry. like that's what <laughs> happened. Let me know. Like I said, it's 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 just dropping packets like crazy on my end for the last week, and it's it's been a nightmare with the internet, which is great timing, right? Because my game just came out. Yeah. Well, yeah. Is everyone like working from home right now or something? Like what's going on? Well, no one's working from home right now. That's true. That's true. No. It's 848 at night. Except for except for devs and weird podcast people. Yes. Yep. This is true. So get to get to a little bit more of the, the dev side of it, what what programming language did you use predominantly? What software did you use? And then what was probably in your opinion the biggest hiccup for you to get over personally with all of this? Well, can I piggyback on that? And did you use your own engine or did you use someone else's engine? Ooh, good question, Chris. Uh, yeah. So uh, once you guys actually play the game, you'll see right when you load up, it was built on a real engine, which is completely overkill for a 2D side scroller. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but I, That's what I was five. just thinking. Unreal <laughs> 5, first game right oh, here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So the, that lighting is insane um <laughs> i've used it before um in a couple of projects i actually i competed real game jam uh years ago just for good foundation but the main reason i picked unreal is because of their pricing model where it's really great for indies free to use until you reach a certain threshold uh to be like after three thousand dollars you pay them five percent of your royalties now it's after a million dollars yeah which is yeah fantastic. which is insane yeah, I'm yeah. sure that you were that you were super stoked about. Oh that. yeah, I was like, yeah. that's fantastic. For you. So yeah, you that, make that million dollars, it's mm -hmm. just like five percent. Who cares? Million dollars. Well, it took two years of my life. I never <laughs> that well. I mean, that's what job right. doesn't? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we forgot to ask the really important question, Shane. Is what mm. are you drinking? What what can did you get? Um, why don't I get here? Oh, this is just a Coors Light. Coors Light. Uh, I'm being very classy. I'm from Colorado. Oh, Coors Light. Hey, that's all right. No, yeah. I'm rural. You know, it's a it's a good <laughs> drinking beer. Like if you yeah. just, if if you need to drink a bunch of beers, like you know, you don't want to be drinking a bunch of like Belgian quads because yeah, right. that's just gonna tear yeah. you up. My wife <laughs> says that white wine is the thinker man's uh, beverage. Okay. And I like to say that Coors Light is the thing is the working man's beer. You're, there you you're go. Definitely doing some work because <laughs> you can right. definitely do a job and drink a Coors Light. There's nothing going to stop you there. You can be hard machinery. You can be like <laughs> operating some heavy machinery, and they'll be like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, what you drinking there?" Be like Coors Light. And be like, "Carry on, ma'am." Oh, she's like, <laughs> she's like, yeah, that's basically water. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> <All right. laughs> so it works out great for me. I I agree. That's very fantastic. <laughs> I'm finishing off the bottle of Grainstone that Jason and I started on Saturday, which is, I don't know if if you're a whiskey or scotch guy, but uh, Total Wine basically has like their house label, mm. which is Grainstone. And this is 15-year-old scotch finished in bourbon bar bourbon oak casks. And it, I bought it for $28. 
wow that is we deal <laughs> yeah. one night jason and i like years ago jason and i were uh hanging out doing a doing a guy's night playing nothing but video games and we bought a 21 year old bottle of scotch for 52 dollars and downed it wow <laughs> it's not too often that you can say that you, yeah. that you that you took a 21 year old bottle of scotch to the face <laughs> you, you always love downing 21 year olds whenever you can eric i know that yeah. totes <laughs> totes you know how it goes yo he even likes a 15 year olds more that is true that is true because they're cheaper right eric yeah they are cheaper this is true i know what you're doing and i'm gonna just keep playing along <laughs> So I didn't I, to switch it on back here. Now that we're all awkwardly comfortable, um, <laughs> what was the hardest part? I don't think I got that that part there. And I really, I, it's one of my favorite things uh, learning about development and going through as much as part of it. What was the biggest hurdle for you to get over in all in your experience? Uh, so for this particular experience, at least initially, whilst going through development, the hard part about the Unreal Engine was just the fact that it wasn't optimized for two. So I had to kind of like create a lot of weird workarounds and deal with some finicky behaviors that would make sense in 3D because um, technically the game is built in like a three-dimensional, you know, plane. But uh, I think the things was like, what the hell? And it was just, I tried and finally was like, okay, this is, this is just unreal being weird. Uh, now that was the hardest part. Now I found the new hardest part and that is marketing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> marketing yep. is a bitch and I'm trying to do it all on my own. It's, you know, it's, it's a... It's working, but it's a slow process. So this is actually where I really appreciate you guys having me on today. It's definitely, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm putting in the legwork and this is, uh, this is another another step on a long walk. Hey, that's, yeah. we, that's one of the reasons why we started this is, uh, I, I guess the big thing is that we're we're super missing out on E3 this year. Yeah. <laughs> we're we're kind of jonesing <laughs> yeah. to talk to more devs, which we normally get to do like right around this time of year. I was... I was sitting there on uh, on Monday night when we were recording, and I'm like, guys, we're supposed to be leaving for L.A. in six days, but we're not. No. <laughs> wasn't very happy. So no. I'm super stoked, and we're, we're super glad to do this, um, especially for a lot of the indie uh, developers, uh, that, which is some of the people that we enjoy talking to the most at E3 is getting to sit down because – Something like this may not have gotten greenlit at a big AAA studio because they'd be like, ah, we won't make enough money off of it. And right. we <laughs> prefer the labor of love, something that you guys put your your heart and soul into that still will have a great story. And I mean, it's 15 hours worth of gameplay for the average player. I mean, that's nothing to, to shake a stick at, you know? Yeah, and what you're charging $15 for it? Yeah. It's a yeah. buck an yeah, hour. That's yeah. a buck. It's great. It's great. It's a great <laughs> and it's actually got uh it does have multiple playthroughs. Um it gets it's got you know new game plus type stuff, like it's harder. Triple A titles don't even have that anymore. Listen yeah, to that right right there, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So so you played a or you you've made a 2D Dark Souls type game. Have you ever played Salt and Sanctuary? Oh, that was I've played I've played almost every two Souls like game I could find basically because I love a good two D platform like you know I played uh, I played Dead Cells and Hollow Knight and like you know, Salt and Sanctuary I played the absolute shit out of that one great co in that one by the way um, and there was a, there was a couple others that I've played through that were fantastic um, I still need to play Blasphemy looks really cool cool because that, yeah that's what I was wondering when I first saw it I'm like I'm like I wonder if he's gonna go like full on dark souls like with uh with salt and sanctuary did which he didn't which i 
I'll admit I was mildly disappointed. And then after I continued watching the video, I'm like, okay, actually this seems pretty fun. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's great because it's unique. Yeah. 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 It's super unique. It's like uh, when we first saw Code Vein at E3, that's from a big, a big studio. We're like, uh, it's Dark Souls. Wait, it's vampires. Oh, wait, it's waifu simulator. What? <laughs> so gothic waifu simulator goth, Dark Souls. Yeah, goth waifu simulator. <laughs> that's, uh, that's one thing I've actually been doing is uh, I've been postponing playing a lot of these big, like, big races that are going to just soak up like hundreds of hours of my time because I've been working on my games so much. But like, I just started playing Red Dead 2 this week. Oh, <laughs> that's a, that's yeah. a good one. Uh, yeah. I was going to say that you, they, that uh, playing uh, Code Vein is probably one of the first ones you should, but Red Dead, if you haven't played that, is a great, yeah. great game. I want Code Vein, and then I want to use Sekiro as well, because like, I love Neo, and I hear that they're kind of you know, similar. That's a little more that I fall in order. Yeah, and then Ghost of yeah. Tsushima comes out in about a month. Now that your now that your uh, your time has has kind of <laughs> eased up a little bit, it has a little, a little bit. bit. Yeah. Yeah, only a little bit though, because you got to continue to do all that marketing. <laughs> yeah, the marketing is definitely a lot. And the like, concert release and all that. Jazz. Yes, so okay. that's a lot of waiting. I think right now because I, I I actually put in the applications for Microsoft, Sony, and Nintendo about a week ago. Oh, nice. So hopefully, I'll be back from them soon. That is another reason why I chose the Unreal Engine. I can I can. It's like one click to publish to all the consoles. So oh. you so. And like you don't have to do any of the legwork. You're like, oh, does this compatible? It works. It's fantastic. So all those Kickstarter campaigns are just like, hey, you know, we get to twenty million dollars, we'll we'll push to switch and stuff like that. They're full right. of shit. If they're used to be unreal. Well, that's um, like the uh, the Killer Queen one. They were like, if we get to, I think it's like fifty five thousand dollars, we'll we'll do the Switch one. I'm pretty sure they're gonna do the Switch port anyways. Yeah, <laughs> although they are on their own arcade engine so yeah they they had started it on the the same engine that they already built for the arcade that was a question jay yeah i have uh, another question i totally forgot about and now i'm just kind of talking to phil time until i can think about it oh yeah (laughs) so um you mentioned that you've played other uh you know 2d scholar fighter games and stuff like that uh you (laughs) obviously mentioned a few of my favorite games salt and sanctuary is one of them uh but i was wondering if uh, uh, dark sales had any metroidvania aspects to it would there be like uh, uh, power-ups upgrades that you can do and you have to go back and unlock certain different areas or anything like that absolutely there are uh there's definitely quite a bit of platforming in the game and uh the gated areas there's there's just some of the more standard ones like the double jump obviously gets you some areas. there's a uh, there's like a lightning dash that can help you bridge some gaps but then some other more unconventional ones for example uh later in the game you acquire um, a can of beans and you use said beans you rip a massive massive part uh which not only serves to poison enemies and throw a nice dot on them uh you can also use it to find these there's little pinwheels that are kind of strewn about the game and if you fart into a pinwheel, it'll like spin and unlock a hidden door. There's a, there's a bunch of them. It's just, it's, <laughs> it's ridiculous. And it makes Secrets. me laugh every time it's it, recording the fart sounds is my favorite part of development. I think. So, so what did you use for the fart sounds? What uh, did they you were, use? Uh, the, so the, the farts we actually did, just, we, I put in my microphone. <laughs> I thought it was like mouth farts. Like, like stuff like that. 
but for the uh, the belch sounds, because there are belching enemies in the game, uh, we actually did just we we got a shitload of like soda water and some light beer and just chugged, and then my girlfriend and I just took turns belching into the microphone. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> that's, a, that's a bonding moment I've ever heard one before. It yes. really was beer yeah. bong. Those, There's a lot of those light. A lot beers. of good laughs in there. <laughs> yeah. Did you beer bong the light beers though? Oh, we did beer bong. Oh, that would have been the the <laughs> ultimate like belt, like immediate belch. Uh, you just do a beer bong. I didn't want to. A foamy burp on my uh, on my good microphone. Oh, that's true. That's a, that's true. Yeah. Point. Right. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm going to uh, uh, when I play this game. I'm going to take a picture of when I think it's you burping versus nice. your girlfriend, and I'll, I'll I'll email you later when I when I yeah. figure it out. Got to take a little clips. <laughs> okay, so it's a Souls game. Um, yes. What What is it that you leave behind when you die? Ah, it's just a big old sack of money. <laughs> <laughs> the big giant sack of money with a dollar sign on it and you have to go get it otherwise you know die again so you have to retrieve your life savings you lose exactly. your commission yeah oh your commission that's a good one funny, funny you like should that. say that um uh in dark souls games there are items that you can you know use to uh, like consume and like uh soul you can you know basically you can walk around it's like a warrior soul or a hero soul but we have a similar mechanic but instead of like using souls they are, in fact, commissions. Sizes, and <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, you nailed it with that one. You're, you're already two steps ahead of the game. If, <laughs> if I can... Ready. Nice. You know, been, I've had that sales background. Um, <laughs> w- it, without giving away anything, because I don't want to ruin any spoilers or anything like that, mm. what, in your opinion, obviously, again, without spoilers, is your favorite office pun? I mean, he can spoil it if he wants. If he wants to, of course, but I, you know... <laughs> My favorite office pun? Oh, God. Um, That's a tough one. Uh, So I'm just going to say this as far as uh, my favorite part of of, of doing the the humor. There's actually an enemy in the game, and I'm not going to explain too much about it. There's an enemy that uses jokes as an attack. (laughs) You have to shut him up to stop the attack, basically. It's it's fantastic. and this, the one in, I think the one in the trailer is he's screaming out at you. You can tune a piano, but you can't tune a fish. Oh, um, I saw that oh, part. Straight. Oh, yeah. I was, like he, he has a massive table of thirty or forty just terrible, terrible jokes. Um, and uh, uh, actually, it's funny during the development, I was I was having somebody else play it, and I'm like, oh my god, that's from Dragon Ball Z, like. <laughs> And I was sitting and looking at him, watching him like power up, and I was like, "Oh my god, I have to go Super Saiyan while he's telling these jokes." Just because. yeah. And sure enough, yes. his hair gets blonde <laughs> and his eyes get green. I was like, "Oh my god, I'm the worst. I can't believe I'm putting this shit in the game. This is, this is great." <laughs> I mean, you're not any worse than the guys that did Dragon Dragon Ball Z abridged. So I mean, <laughs> yeah. like, which is totally awesome. But I'm just saying, like, they did some shit in that. <laughs> so. As long as he has over nine thousand leads, that's all that matters. Yes. <laughs> yep. Which, as, as uh, Chris sent, Chris sent, he's like, "All right, this is gonna be our first guest." And I, I was watching the video. I'm like, "Oh my god, a guy just went Super Saiyan, and he's yelling out dad jokes." I'm like, "This is great." <laughs> <laughs> Okay, um, what would you say, because you've been making games for a while, you said, right? Yeah. yeah. What is the worst game that you've ever made? <laughs> worst game I've ever this made. One. Yeah, so the worst game I've ever made uh, is, I, it, so basically, I was approached by my dad, and he was working alongside with some people, and they wanted a, a video game to try and uh, 
showcase some of the more environmentally conscientious, uh, sorry, conscientious, uh, my bubbles are getting, mentally uh, <laughs> conscientious uh, mining procedures. And so I came up with an idea for a game called Green Mine. And it's not great. Uh, <laughs> you can actually play it if you want to. Um, oh, it's, we'll play uh, it's <laughs> actually on my website. If you go to opticscat.com, let me make sure that uh, you probably aren't going to be able to right now since my internet is completely boo-boo. But if you wanted to, you could check it out later and be like, wow, this game does kind of suck. Um, but basically, it's a better 2D game, but it's like of like a, of a side-rolling RTS where you like and you delegate your little miners to go and, you know, mine the veins in the ground. Like, like there'll be like a, like a, a, a leakage that you have to pick up with concrete. Like, the sludge monster comes in and you have to clean him up, and it's just, it's not great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah not a lot of, not a lot of love behind that one would you like us make you feel would you like us to make you feel better sure we had a uh we had somebody on that uh we, we won't name names but people can go back yeah, yeah. in the podcast and listen that uh <laughs> had to make a pinball game for lipitor oh my god <laughs> that's pretty rough <laughs> so don't well, feel bad the yeah. same person turned down michael vick's people for a dog fighting game oh yeah this is true oh jeez. <laughs> and also made a game for adult swim called the worst game ever made which his first prototype he sent them was they said this is too good make it worse <laughs> <laughs> and then they couldn't make it worse so they had to make a whole new game <laughs> Uh, a struggle. They made AT, right? <laughs> Basically. There God, you go. that game is so horrible. ET is like never, I'm glad I never played that one. Oh, oh man. I only heard horror stories. It's so bad. <laughs> I, I sadly did play it because uh, I don't know if my parents got it like on special or something like that back in the day when we had our Atari 2600, but it's bad. Well, the movie was good. We should the make movie it was good. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing, though. That uh, as bad as E.T. is and as much flack as they get, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to say Adventure is almost as bad as E.T. as far as just a shitty game that's really hard to follow. But everyone loves Adventure and I don't Eric, you have to remember huh. here, Adventure was just barely playable. And you have to re- remember that on the 2600, nothing was playable. Like you had Pitfall was. Mm-hmm. No, Pitfall was barely playable. There was two scenes. If you can tell me a third scene of that game, then okay, fine. But you can't there's two scenes that you can remember and then you're instantly desert and then hell (laughs) how do you know you don't even know what the third scene is it was hell (laughs) that's what that's when unreal 5 opens up and you get into like the real game yeah Uh, no no yeah Yeah, no uh, adventure was adventure was horrible like there's so many bad games but that at game is really bad I'm sorry. It's <laughs> it's horribly bad. Oh man. <laughs> All right, Jason, your turn. Oh God, I've asked. Uh, I well, I've been wanting to ask. Actually, it's probably just, Chris's turn. It could be Chris's, but I uh, know I'm going to ask this it anyway. Be, yeah. I've been wanting to ask just because you've you've listed off a bunch of I'm games lying, that Chris. I yeah, no, right, yeah that I love <laughs> a whole lot. Um, one of the ones that I always like to ask people that play this type of game is: Did you ever play Shadow Complex? Oh yeah, Shadow Complex was. I can't, I can't remember if made or if they were just. But that was the I think that was like one of the first like quasi like 2.5 e Metroidvanias I ever played. Nice. And man, we it was just, we just, so good. Oh, that so shit blew you my and mind. I just became best yeah. friends. We're best right? friends. I was oh gonna say, you and Jason are now friends. Multiple <laughs> of Shadow Complex. Great <laughs> Metroidvania. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, Chris, go. 
All right. So what was the first game you made and why did you want to make it? The first game. Okay. So I'm trying to remember the order here. I think, I think turbo was the first game I ever made. Um, and I, I actually, it's a lie. The first game I ever made was on a TA 83 calculator. Um, Nice. That's everybody's first game. Right, yeah. <laughs> Drug basically wars. just a, it was off of wars, mafia wars, um, where you like, you know, you sell drugs and shit. Um, but uh, mine was uh instead of instead of being like gang members and shit, everything was everything was literal shit. There was like you started off as a, started off as a literal tiny piece of crap and you had to work to be like the ultimate. It was terrible mm-hmm. and funny. I don't know. So you you made an a mafia sim. Everyone yeah, I made a mafia as a sim, piece yeah. of crap, mm-hmm. and then you become the biggest piece of crap. I made the world's and... shittiest mafia sim, yes. <laughs> <laughs> or best yes. mafia sim. Yeah, right? <laughs> it, be might, might, it might have been the best, the, you know? But it was really shitty. <laughs> yes, but no, Mafia 3, you're right. But that, that game didn't really count. The first real game I made was Turbo. Um, it was a Flash game. I made some little piddly, like, you know, basically some prototypes before that, and some other random stuff. None of them really counted. Turbo was the first one that I really saw through. It took me like four or five months to finish because it had five full fleshed out levels it's a uh it's a rail shooter where you were on a uh motorcycle big crazy city at night um and like it, it's uh it's it's 2d but it's 3d racing games on like super nintendo where all the art assets are 2d but it's like faux 3d where you're driving forward and everything's coming at you you know <laughs> yeah all sprite-driven animations, um, mm-hmm. and, and this is where I ran into a problem that's been plaguing me my entire developing career: is that the game was too fucking hard. Everyone who played it got their asses handed to them repeatedly, and it's that's actually been one of the things I've struggled with: is that I I build games for myself, and as I'm playing them, I get too good at them, and then I bring the difficulty up to match, and then other people is ridiculous. We'll finally have a <laughs> Souls-type game now where you can just whisper in their face. Get fucking Get good. God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hope that every response on any forum is just get good. Get From good. you. I want to see you on the forums being like, uh, I'm having problems getting past the giant bear in the forest. What do I need to do to get past him? And then you just see Shane Reynolds pop up. Get good. Get asshole. Devel- developer tag. Developer yeah, tag. Developer get tag. Good. Get good. <laughs> <laughs> phenomenal oh man okay um so is is the sprite like art style like your preferred art style or what is if it's not oh i think we lost him completely we lost him him completely he'll come back in dark sales there oh wait hang on he's coming back in i gotta admit him because this stupid zoom system And he's back. Oh, he's still connected. Oh, connecting no, it's, to audio. It's connecting this to is, audio. This is like good drama right now. This is good podcasting. Yes, this is. That's good podcasting. Podcasting. Got a cliffhanger. <laughs> <laughs> Commercial break. Teddy's muted now. Ask to unmute. All right, I'm back. Can you guys hear me? Yes, yeah, we can. can hear you. Are I'm you on sure your phone now? Here. Yeah, I'm on my phone. It's just, it's, it's this shit with Cox has been going on for a week now, and it's, it's not going to get any better. Like, Shane, have you like, tried turning it off and on again? Do you know how many times I've done that? <laughs> <laughs> Girl, I used to work tech support. I'm sitting there talking to tech support on the phone, like it's dropping packs. I have a, I have a, I have a test running right now. I can see I'm dropping 25% of my packets. They're like, let me escalate you. <laughs> <laughs> 
like yep yep yeah every yep. time i have to call in for work uh because i i basically run like all the it for my office and everything too uh the first thing that i say is yes i've rebooted the system yes right. i've run data analysis yes i've rebooted the the access points and the router yes all of that oh okay so you seem to know what you're talking about yes i do please Correct. escalate me <laughs> the next episode of patch notes is brought to you by cox internet cox internet <laughs> we fuck you in the ass hard <laughs> whore I, have, I, internet. That I have business class internet so that i can get like a static ip because i actually run an ftp server out of my house yeah class web server and it's been down for a week and i'm paying oh, business class internet price Lord, I'm like, come on, come God, on. It, that is not cheap uh, no, I, I mean, know how much it costs to get 300 price. meg or 500 meg at your office, and it is. Well, it's not only 100 cheap. meg because I or 100. Yeah, it's 100 megs because I don't want to. I don't want to fuck with that. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you're just running like a a web server, I mean, you don't generally need that much. It's if you got like an assload of people sitting in your office, ruining your bandwidth watching videos, and and right. then also trying to download like <laughs> six gig it's files on a regular. Mm-hmm. They're, they're listening to podcasts, Eric. Obviously, quality yes, podcasts like Patch Notes by AB to first. Well, yeah, yeah, but the clearly. podcasts are on their phones, like smart people. They listen to them on their phones with their earbuds, and they don't inundate their entire their their entire like coworker space with the audio. They then talk about the podcast at the water cooler, like you know, normal people. Mm-hmm. No, no, they gotta be on the work Wi-Fi. Water coolers. That's the <laughs> yes. uh, that's the bonfires and dark sales. Is water coolers? That's where you rest. Nice. nice. <laughs> nice. I was one. I, I figured that. I thought that maybe that was too softball of a question to ask. <laughs> I'm like, hey, that's- what are what what's the bonfire and like water coolers? <laughs> water cooler. You got it. <laughs> but hey, that works. You you threw there it you out go. there already for us. It's cool. Exactly. So more than happy. <laughs> so what's the weirdest game you've made? The weirdest game I've made, uh, probably Jumpaloo, which is actually got a kind of a weird story behind it. Um, I built this game just for fun. I wanted to make something quick and dirty and flash. And it took me like less than a month to build this game to like a fully playable, like, you know, proper game. And the entire premise of Jumpaloo was based on one mini game in Fusion Frenzy. I don't know if you guys are familiar. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. It's one where you like run around a pillar and jump over oh, like... Phenomenal. <laughs> yeah. My favorite mini game. Every time we play Fusion Frenzy, I'm like, oh, is, is it the jumping one? That's the best one. Where um, boys become men is an ag mini game right there. That's for <laughs> Exactly. That is the one. And so and this, men this become is boys. It's based on that. In fact, if you guys want, uh, it's got, uh, I think it's on Newgrounds. And it's got co- it's got uh, competitive up to three players on one keyboard. <laughs> um, okay. I can't believe that you just referenced a game that's on Newgrounds. That Newgrounds, awesome. man. <laughs> Giving yourself there, Shane. Yeah. It is on Newgrounds. <laughs> oh my God. There it is right there. If you just search Google, if you Google search Jumpaloo, yeah, uh, it's, it's like the fifth thing on there. It takes you directly to the Newgrounds thing. You do need to, <laughs> to enable Flash in your browser since Flash is yes. no longer fully Ancient supported. technology. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. man, that's so awesome. So yeah, Jumpaloo was a game I made just for shits and giggles, just because I was like, I want to make something fun. And this was... This is one I was like, okay, I'm actually gonna do like take my time and do some some cool like silly hand drawn animation with the characters because I I love doing hand drawn stuff. I'm a traditional artist. I I do a lot of stuff with graphite and charcoal and stuff like that just for fun. But uh, um, with Jumpaloo, what was weird is that it ended up getting onto some some uh, Chinese portals 
And it ended up racking up something like 25 to 30 million plays the last time I checked it before they you know, shut down my metrics. And yeah, I was going to say, they, I think I made I $800 a, in ad revenue off of like 30 million plays. <laughs> I see a 4.34 on Newgrounds. And then like one of the, one of the first uh, things that I saw was this game became a, this became a good game because of the multiplayer. Um, and I'm assuming that's because they were able to do multiplayer with people in China. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just lo- it's just local multiplayer. Oh, it's yep. just local multiplayer. Yeah. Oh, okay. One, two, or three players, and it's uh, it's it's, yeah, it's honestly it's, it's enjoyable, games, man. <laughs> it's enjoyable. I still like playing it from time to time. It's uh, it's it's a hoot. Have you thought Not about converting this game to HTML5 so that it can be played now? There you go. That's what I need to do next, right? This is uh, I just yeah. gotta go back to Bumble. Yeah, the re- <laughs> remastered. Might as well, remastered. I mean, I'll, remastered. It, right? yeah, I'll, I'll remaster an Unreal Engine Five. There you okay. go. It'll just be called Jumpaloo Two. <laughs> yeah, Jumpaloo Jump Jump Harder. Jumpaloo Two Electric Boogaloo. Yes, yes. There you uh, go. That does it right there. Everyone knows it's always sunny. References at me. By <laughs> <laughs> standing in poop. <laughs> Okay, so tell us a little bit about you as a person. Like, what do you like to do? Uh, what is your What is your girlfriend's name? You know, stuffs like that. Oh, don't get creepy, Eric. Well, not creepy, <laughs> creepy. Like he can, he can tell I'll, us whatever I'll, he I'll wants. Get creepy. At that point. I'm gonna get <laughs> <laughs> Well, I can give you guys a quick little rundown of my life. Uh, basically, I was born in Colorado. I lived there for the first twenty years of my life or so. Came to Phoenix to go to UAT over on Baseline. I don't know if you guys are familiar with. <laughs> the University of Advancing Technology. Oh, we're yep. very, very familiar. Very, okay. Yeah, yeah. Very, well, we're all in Phoenix, so I mean. Gotcha. Didn't get a great education there, gotta say. Was, uh, but you was got a little pricey. Education. I got some 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 variety. He paid for something. He paid yeah, for an education. He got I, went for, I definitely paid for an education, but I don't know. <laughs> I just remember going, I just remember like my third year there, I walked into like a level 400 class and the te- the first thing the teacher said is, I don't know why I'm teaching this class. I know nothing about this subject. And I was like, bam, $12,000 well spent this semester. <laughs> like That's oh. UAT in a nutshell right there. Yeah. 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 So yeah, I went there for about three years. Didn't even end up getting my bachelor's because I felt like, oh my God, this is a terrible education. I'm, I'm, I'm going to stop racking up debt while I'm already very far behind it. Um, went to Smartest decision that you made while in school. Right. Yeah, exactly. I, mm-hmm. I, I wish I would have made that decision before I went there. Whoops. Oh, well, at least I oh, did well. learn a little bit there. Um, uh, got to make some good friends, which is cool. But, uh, no, then I went to, went to Rio Salado here, picked up an associate's degree in computer programming to, you know, at least round out my education a little bit. So I'm not just like a high school graduate trying to get a tech job. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, you know, I've worked, worked some odd jobs here and there doing, uh, doing, uh, uh, like I said, I did some tech support for a while for two wire, AKA or, or AKA AT&T. Yep. Um, I also did, uh, uh, I've, I've been, I've actually been working in the service industry off and on for a good long while. I'm just for, you know, odd jobs here and there though. More recently I've been bartending quite a bit cause it actually makes pretty darn good money. And I've been doing it at uh, video game bars such as Endgame. Hey, or yeah. I, 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 okay, I'm gonna uh, say that 
I wondered why you looked familiar. Yeah, I was going to say the <laughs> same thing. I was like, no wonder why. Okay. Yeah. I'm, like, right. I'm like, this guy looks familiar, but there's no way that I've actually met him. And that would yeah. be why. Yeah. Bart's in the end game from the day they opened till the day they closed. Um, and then more recently, I've been working at the grid out in Mesa for about two years now. Uh, same thing. So I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a manager out there, but I still, you know, bartend pretty much every shift. Um, but uh no, I've been, uh, like I said, I've been just kind of developing video games in my spare time, just kind of as a hobby. And finally, I was like, you know what, let's let's take a real crack at this a couple of years ago. And it's just been a a, a long slog. I've, I've enjoyed the shit out of it. It doesn't feel like work to me for the most part. Sometimes it's rough, but for the most part, I'll work 12 hours and just be like, wow, where, where the hell did the day go? That was like a lot of shit done. This is great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And that's one of the things that they say about doing business. It's like, you know, do what you love. And that's really hard to do. Um, The lucky people are the ones that are able to do what they love and and be able to enjoy it that way. So, you know, that's awesome that that you've now found that. Yeah. Well, hopefully it, uh, you know, hopefully the game sells well enough that I can continue to do it. That's kind of the dream. I'm like, I, I, I'm not, I'm not expecting it to be some massive commercial blowout hit. But if it makes enough money that I can continue to you know, keep doing this on the regular, that would be freaking awesome. Or at least, uh, you know, take a chunk out of my student loans. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's the dream right there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what you should really be crossing your fingers on is that student loan forgiveness that they've been talking about possibly passing, you know. Yeah, maybe if we can get a freaking <laughs> Democrat in the office. I'm not even, like, political, and I'm just like, oh, God, get these, get these assholves out of here. We <laughs> <laughs> just paid off my wife's student loans, well, so of course this would be when they decide to do it. Yeah, that's exactly so it. I'll, yeah, I'll yeah. pay them yes. off, and then they'll forgive them right afterwards. Exactly. Yep. Welcome to luck, everybody. That's how it works. <laughs> hey. mm-hmm. well, the game looks awesome. It looks fun. I yeah. think I think it's going to be a, a smash success, in my opinion, especially for the myriad of sour salespeople that there are in the world right now. I think <laughs> that are gamers. <laughs> exactly. like, there's a lot of them, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I, th- I think that's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, I think that the, the tongue in cheek aspect is going to be the greatest. I, I'm just looking forward to getting some <laughs> more time onto it. Like I said, I was sold at the dad jokes. So the Super Saiyan (laughs) guy and the dad jokes, I was just like, oh my God, I can't believe that I just saw that happen. So don't don't uh, kick yourself in the pants too much on that one, Shane, for being for feeling like you're a horrible person, but for putting that in. Oh, I I never feel too bad about my own my own jokes. Only like for like a piece right right after I said it, I'm like ah fuck him. (laughs) <laughs> okay we're doing it live yeah. <laughs> oh man chris what do you got it's a good question actually i've never been thinking about <laughs> next question <laughs> oh man all right uh what was the first game that you beat like that you could say that i beat this game oh like the like the very first video game that i actually beat like start to finish or the first game that comes to mind. I mean, you don't have to think too hard. There's so many, like I've been, I've been gaming since literally as long as I can remember. I mean, my, my parents got us a, a Nintendo entertainment system back in like 83 or something or no, uh, no, not 83. They came out in 85, which is when I was born. I think we got it in 87 or 88. So I was like three years old when I started kicking around on a, on a Nintendo uh, and I definitely beat Mario, but I think it took me a while. 
<laughs> I don't remember exactly when I beat it, but I remember very vividly beating it finally and being like, uh, I can't remember if the, yeah, because like you go through the whole game and you're like, the princess is in our castle, the princess is in our castle. And like, this is driving me absolutely crazy. Like, when am I going to beat this crap? And you finally get to the end and you see the princess and it's just such a mind blowing moment. You're like, oh my God, I fucking did it. <laughs> that was, uh, that was, that was pretty cool. That was pretty earth shattering. That's just, you know, showing my age there. <laughs> I was 81, so there you go. You guys are <laughs> I, that same decade. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it, you're you're not too far off in that realm of things. But uh, so, did like how long did it take you to figure out that you could jump up and hit those portals? Oh God, uh, I think someone showed me that. I think it might have been my older brother, possibly. Somebody uh, showed me that. I did not figure that out on my own. I was that got uh, ruined for you. That was, <laughs> That blew my mind. Uh, from from there, that was the beginning of a long like experience of like, oh my god, they hide things in video games. What the hell? <laughs> exactly. <Yeah. laughs> there's a lot of hidden shit in my game. Like there's lots. There's definitely a reward for for exploring thoroughly because, like I was mentioned earlier, there's definitely some Metroidvania vibes where the map is. Uh, I mean, the, the general the general layout of the game is somewhat linear, but there's a lot of options to explore. Which is great. That's one of the things like uh, when I, I was recently streaming Final Fantasy Remake as we, as I was playing it and I'm like, I'm running around the entire area and I'm like, sorry, if this is boring, I'm going to Final Fantasy the shit out of this because I yeah. got to find all <laughs> of the nooks and crannies in there because you know that oh, it's yeah. a Final Fantasy game. That there's right. shit hidden everywhere. Oh, always, always. <laughs> especially the remake. Yeah, especially one, the remake. That's one of the yeah. few games recently I actually took the time to sit down and play through, like really, really play through, because you know I've been refraining from that while while developing. But uh, Final Fantasy VII actually was the first game I ever played on a PlayStation One. It was the first. It was the first like proper RPG I ever played. It was the first like big 3D game that I ever played. I went from like I went from Sega Genesis to Final Fantasy VII. And you know, it, it changed my world. It was it was mind blowing at the time. And so, like Final Fantasy VII remake for me, that's been like I got teary at a couple spots. I was like, I'm like reliving my childhood. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> I made the same jump, uh, Genesis to PlayStation, and that was the first game. Like my mom bought me a PlayStation nice. like at launch for Christmas, um, and that was the game that she bought. She like went into a Circuit City, like. Let's, let's date ourselves some more. Uh, yeah. Went into a circuit city and was like, "Like, what's the game console that everybody wants? They're like this one. And what's the video game that everyone wants? They're like this one. And she's like, okay. And she bought right. it. And I opened it up and it's like, holy shit. Like, I didn't even ask for it because I didn't yeah. I didn't want my single mother to, to spend the money on that. And I was just like, well, fuck. All right. Well, I have this now <laughs> and I get to play this. Um, but yeah, that was the first, uh, that wasn't the first like, full RPG, like, cause I played other final fantasy games before that, but gotcha. that was definitely like the most memorable. And in my opinion, I, I still think that it's one of the best ones out there. Can, so yeah, can, it came out and we played the shit out of it. Kindred right. spirits all over the place. I went from Genesis oh, yeah. to uh, PS one yep. as well. And my first one was brave fencer Musashi, which is a deeper oh. cut. I'm just going to like, call a good it game. Yeah. But, no, it's uh, a really good game. <laughs> I, I have a picture on my wall. I don't know if I can share it with you guys through my phone. Um, yeah, you can turn video on on your phone. Uh, oh, yeah. My, that should work just fine, actually, because my phone internet, I turned off my Wi-Fi to do this. So let me, um, let me start my video. One, one sec. Can't wait to get video calls from you, Shane. Oh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> while, while Shane does that, I will say that I had the the I feel like a horrible father moment to where I – was having my sons watch me play Final Fantasy 7 remake and then he 
I started playing Final Fantasy VII because Jason's like, dude, it's like $5 on PlayStation, on the mm-hmm. PlayStation Store. I'm like, hell yeah, I'm going to buy all hells, oh, yeah. Nice. How about that? You guys see that? Look okay? at that. He's got a Musashi that picture. fucking dope. I drew that in middle school. Holy that shit, you awesome. drew that? Damn. That is yeah. fucking phenomenal. That's love- awesome. Mm-hmm. I'm, buying, I'm buying another copy of your game. I've got a bunch of artwork right now. <laughs> so, you know, yeah, like, like, keep going around with the artwork. I'm going to say my shameful parent thing to where I looked... My son just looks up from his tablet and he goes, yeah, I like the remake better. I'm like, oh, <laughs> fuck you, kid. So, uh, like, you are eight, but I will not hesitate to beat the shit out of you. <laughs> I was talking about Jumpy earlier. This is how weird I got when I was making my Jumpy face. I did an Andy Warhol of my main character. Fuck yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That is got a little, got a little weird there. Mm-hmm. Hey, you know you gotta love you gotta love the work that you're doing. And yeah, I'm, it's, yeah, I'm chewing up my data right now, so I'm just gonna go to, back to voice. Yeah, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you gotta love the work that you're doing, man. That's totally awesome that you're that like you know you feel that connection to your art and you feel that connection to the work that you do. That's so. my one regret about making these game this last game, Dark Sales. While I've been well, I, I did enjoy doing the pixel art. If I really had my way, I would have taken the time and done like some proper, really good, beautiful hand-drawn animation that like really looked good. Um, but I just, I was like, you know what? I, I need to be able to spend enough time to make sure that the gameplay is really dialed in because that's what's really important for this kind right. of a title is making sure it plays well over if the If I visual. learned anything the right from uh, mm-hmm. Salt and Sanctuary, it's that you huh? really needed a, uh, a second female partner to do that portion. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's because for those that don't know, Salt and Sanctuary was done by a couple. <laughs> so just like you did this game all on your own, Salt and Sanctuary was done by two people, and that's that's that one little tiny spit and polish that, that second person brings to you, and that's okay yeah. that you don't have it. Don't worry about it. Yeah, you can yeah. save that for the yeah. sequel. Yes. too. I'm yeah. very pleased with the results. I think it's uh, I think it I think it came out very well overall. I mean, it was it was definitely a labor of love. And, and I'm, I still, I've still been playing through it. Like I, I've, I've played through it countless times and I still enjoy playing it. So that's gotta be a good sign. Oh, yeah. Right. So dark sales is available on uh, steam and GOG. Is that right? Uh, I haven't put it on the GOG yet, but I'm definitely probably, I, I think I'm going to get it up on there. It seems like a good platform. Um, but right now it's, it just came out on steam on uh, May 28th. Um, I've definitely got plans for consoles. Like I mentioned earlier, I've already been in touch with the, you know, those publishers and hopefully they uh, get back to me sooner than later. Hopefully. Uh, so, hopefully. all right. So steam and then uh, look forward everybody on all major platforms, I guess, uh, yeah. hopefully in the coming months. Yeah. Uh, that would be really, really awesome to see it just, you know, make its way onto multiple platforms. I think that would be great. Yeah. It's definitely catered for uh, being played with a controller. If you guys have controllers that you can hook up to your computer, highly recommend it. Um, it's uh, it's got you know the it's it's got the native controller support built in for like an Xbox One controller, uh, but if you have a PS4 controller, you can still use it. Um, I just use uh, DS4 is the program I use for my PS4 controller since that's what I have. But uh, yeah, oh, like my my uh, computer automatically uh, matches most of the stuff that I have with the PS4 controller. Oh, with your PS4? Nice. Yeah, that's that's what I use because uh, Chris is the only one that really owns an Xbox in this group, yeah. <laughs> uh, and he only bought it specifically for Forza and FIFA. <laughs> that's uh-huh. it. <laughs> 
<laughs> um, but yeah, that's it. Um, okay. Do you have any parting words for anybody that is looking to get into the gaming industry or making a game? Uh, yeah, for, for trying to break into the gaming industry is be persistent. Um, I'm still trying <laughs> after all <laughs> these years. So it's definitely, it's definitely work. Um, knowing people will definitely help, but, uh, hard work is definitely your best friend there. Uh, persistence. Another thing is, is research, you know, don't be afraid to, to look up answers to questions you have. Uh, as, as a programmer, I do it constantly. I'd also point out doing stuff like you're doing with the indie games or working on mod teams is another way kind of do it. That way you kind of build up a portfolio. So I'm like, Hey, I got some video game work. I know how it does. Exactly. Yeah. So like worst case scenario with, if, even if this game doesn't sell super well, you know, it's going to make a great portfolio piece that where I could, I could probably, you know, get, get a job at a, at a, at a proper game studio now and show them this, you know, show them dark sales, but like, look what I built. <laughs> Yeah, you were interviewed on I Beat It First, man. Like, you've made it. You've made it as far as I'm concerned. (laughs) You can technically just send them this podcast, like, recording, and they'll be like, oh, my God. Oh, man. (laughs) Speaking of self plugs We know those guys. You're not hired. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of self-plugging, do you have anything that you want to plug social media or anything like that for you, for the game? Uh, Go for it. Uh, yeah, uh, for people listening, if you just want to check us out on, uh, on Facebook, uh, just look up dark sales. You can't miss us. It's got the main characters, the little picture there. Um, S-A-L-E-S. S-A-L-E-S. Got it. Sales like a salesman. Um, (laughs) you play the chosen salesman. Uh, definitely check us out on steam. Uh, even if you're not looking to buy right now, if if you're interested in the game at all, you can, you know, add to your wish list. That definitely helps me out a bit. makes the game a little more visible to people. Uh, I appreciate all of it, you know. And do you have any friends that you want to plug? Uh, not really. I don't really have any other friends in the industry. That's all right. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm yeah. a lover and a loser. All my buddies work in, in real jobs. And like, Shane, what are you doing? Well, it doesn't have to be in the industry. Like if you had like yeah. artist friends or anything like that that you wanted to plug. Of like, hey, this guy does some kick-ass art. You know, like you could do that too. But Yeah, if you wanted to look up uh, my buddy Nicholas Wolf online, he does a lot of really cool artwork. He actually does uh, – he recently started doing some stuff for uh, for Warhammer. And, uh, oh shit! This is my new best friend. Pretty cool. <laughs> he started doing some commission. He's been submitting stuff for them for years, and they, you know, he's he's finally working for him. It's pretty awesome. He does amazing artwork. He does T-shirts. Um, I can show you. Actually, uh, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Dota. Uh, but oh, he and yeah. I, yep. he and I played Dota two together, and uh, this is one of his pieces he did for me. Uh, clockwork. It's kind of wow. Fuck here. yeah! Nice. That's awesome. Yeah. He did uh, that one. Beautiful. He's a stellar artist. Uh, Nicholas Wolf is his his online uh, nom de plume. So if you guys you know look him up, he has a shit. book, a Warhammer forty yeah. k book. Holy he shit! He does. Yeah, he's uh, he's he's an author. I forgot to mention that he's been he's been writing. He's got a bunch of books on his own that's uh, that he's published over the years that are from his own like dark fantasy saga. But he's also doing Warhammer uh, commissions for them as well, writing Warhammer stories. Yep, Eric's new best friend. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to get in touch with the guy, I play Dota with him a lot of times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I missed all of that. My s- stupid Zoom cut out again on me. Your timing was actually perfect. So oh, that I was waiting well. until I heard I heard Chris come back with that. <laughs> and I'm like, ah, okay, it's finally <laughs> back. <Jesus. laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, um, that that's actually to get in with uh, with Games Workshop and whatnot is awesome. So yeah, that that's actually really cool. good, and that that's great for him. So uh, kudos Super to him. Like, hey, yeah, it's it's always good. Like, <laughs> you know, I I'm a huge Warhammer nerd. Uh, I used to play 40k back in the 90s. Like, we had tabletop setups. I had a I had an Eldar army, then I had a second Eldar army back in the early 2000s. Um, and I've gone back and forth as to whether or not I want to start picking that up again, because then that's painting that will take time away from gaming, yeah. which is already <laughs> small considering I have a wife and a son. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the painting, I think, might be the cool thing with the kid because he really liked watching me paint my one D&D figure that I had for, yeah. for doing my D&D uh, campaign with my office. So. You know, that might be one of the, the cool, fun things that I do. Just like, I may not build an entire army, but paint, you know, some figures yep. every now and then. Nice. All right. Well, thank you very much, Shane, for joining us uh, yes. for the yeah. the official inaugural episode of Patch Notes. Um, do you have any additional parting words that you would like to give out? Uh, no, I just wanted to, you know, give you guys a, a massive thank you for, you know, having me on. It means a lot. Like I said, I'm doing all the marketing myself, so this is... It just, it, it feels, the more I do this stuff, the more it feels real. And I'm still trying to like grasp with the fact that this thing I've worked on for two years is done. And I, like you guys, you know, helping me get the word out there. It means the world to me. I appreciate you guys. Thank you so much. Not yep. a problem. Uh, so everybody, you can find, uh, what, what's the website that you that you have? Uh, so uh, you're going to go to, if you want to see my development blog, you can go to darksalesgame.com. And that's sales, like a salesman. Um, or you can just, uh, honestly, your best bet is just to go onto steam and just look up dark sales. You'll find it's the first thing that comes up. Uh, it's, you know, it's got the trailer, it's got screenshots, all that jazz is on there. So, but if you wanted to, you could go to darksalesgame.com. I did keep a blog going while I was developing and every, you know, month to three months, I would post another blog update. You can kind of see the development of the game from start to finish in terms of like the art style and, you know, what I was working on and all that stuff. So that's kind of cool. And I'm assuming you'll be posting updates uh, as to like releases for Switch or PlayStation or Xbox, correct? That is correct. Yes, I will be right, posting so on, my, on my social media as well as, you know, I'll, I'll put a, I'll put an update on the blog post as well. So everybody keep keep an eye out on that. Uh, you can also find us, uh, go to ibiff.co to find all of the iBeat at First network. Now, as we, yes, as we have decided, network. <laughs> we are the iBeat at First network. Um, to find all the iBeat at First network uh, podcasts, we do Cutscene, which is our anime anime podcast and I beat it first, which is our video game podcast in general, where it's just general video games and nerd bullshit. Uh, and then Jason complaining about, we talk about too much anime because that's, <laughs> you know, like, like five seconds of anime on that is way too much for Jason. Way too much. We have an anime I beat it first. Yep. I beat it first.com is for the games. Everything else. <laughs> anime Cut, shit i beat it slash cutscene is for the anime there you go that's you fine go. but anyways yeah go there uh if you want to find all of our other podcasts because that we will let you find us on the podcast platform of choice um that's about all i got to say chris what do you got to say uh just that and bye-bye